This is Valley Views, our weekly conversation with influential and interesting folks from around the Wet Mountain Valley. Today we're back visiting with Darling West, Tor and Mari, touring musicians from Oslo, Norway. Uh, we visited with them last time, talking a little bit about Norway, the music scene, where they played in Europe, and some of their musical influences. Folks, welcome back to the program. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for sticking around for a whole week to do another interview. <laughs> so uh, we really appreciate that. Uh, when we were talking last time, we ended, and you were talking about the, the instruments you play, uh, the two Martin guitars, the, uh, the Fender uh, Telecasters. That Telecaster has a really smooth sound. It really blends nicely with your voices. Uh, and we were talking a bit about the uh, Clawhammer banjo that you play, open back banjo. That can't be all that common in Norway, I, I wouldn't think. No, you're right. Bluegrass became quite popular, mm-hmm. and like we talked about last time when that Oh Brother movie came, it sort of exploded. But I don't know, uh, I didn't know about anyone else doing the clamor, and I, I discovered it uh, when I heard Dirk Powell uh, mm-hmm. through a movie soundtrack, yep. and I was just completely taken with that sound, and I had to try to figure out what it was, mm-hmm. and... Uh, yeah, and I put my picks on the shelf and started doing <laughs> frailing instead. The the frail banjo, I know I first started to hear Grandpa Jones uh, out of out of Nashville. He was uh, early on and there were a lot of people Doc Watson would play the, would frail a banjo occasionally. We've got uh, Ron Thomason right here in the valley with Dry Branch Fire Squad plays uh plays a really nice uh, claw hammer style banjo. Wow. So, uh is it how does it go over in Norway, that, that sound? I think people tend to like it a lot. It has a, yeah, it's certainly a different sound to the bluegrass style. It's more, maybe a bit more uh, rhythmic, and uh, the, at least the way I play it, it's, it's also a bit more mellow. Mm-hmm. And I think people seem to like that. Yeah, it's a it's a nice foil to the guitar, I I think, uh, uh, sound wise. You happened to mention in a weak moment in your concert last night that you toured with a metal band. That's a long way from what you're doing now. Was this uh, Metallica, Iron Maiden, Slayer, Black Sabbath kind of stuff, or? Well, to be honest, those are great references, but this was more of an experimental band. So it was a jazz metal band. Uh-huh. So we had a lead singer who, who's a trained jazz saxophone player. So we did a lot of improvised sections, and the songs were often 20 minutes long. So it's, but it's in a metal setting, but, mm-hmm. but improvised music. So that, that's actually quite different than uh, some of the... the you know the standard metal bands. It sounds like yes, but, absolutely. but you played in the you played to those audiences. And yeah, we uh, tried, but we didn't always go down well <laughs> at those places. So our our best crowds were always at jazz festivals. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's cool. Now, so what are uh, as as a duo here or a trio? I know you play uh, with a, a larger group when you're closer to home. Uh, what are a few of the more memorable concerts that you've played throughout the world? Hmm. Wow. That's a good question, too. We've been one time in Finland, and we did a show there where we opened for Lucinda Williams. Mm -hmm. That was great. The Finns are very tidy, and they 
put on very good production. <laughs> it was so easy to the, do the show and it was so fun to be opening for her that we've been listening to for so long. That was a memorable one. I think uh, Four Corners Folk Festival Absolutely. in Pagosa Springs, Colorado last year was really great. Probably stands out as one of our best memories. Yeah. And also, we played this huge festival in Oslo. It was a, a great honor to be on the bill. It's called Öya Festival. Uh, and the day that we uh, were supposed to do the show, or we did the show, but it was pouring down like it never had any time before or after. And especially, mostly during our show. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we know a lot of a lot of people that got their phones broken by the water and it was just total mayhem. <laughs> uh, and we, uh, we did that show. That was memorable in a different way. <laughs> we, we had an experience at uh, Gilfest in outside of London and it poured down rain and right at the time that we were supposed to play and we were in a tent but at the same time we were playing, Donovan was playing on the big stage, and a lot of people stayed and heard us who would have gone to see Donovan just because of the heavy rain. So rain yeah. can be your friend, I, yeah. I, I think. There was no tent there, though, so I, I, people were getting really wet. Oh, that, yeah, <laughs> I get that. Uh, now, so how do audiences differ or vary from country to country? Absolutely. We've been talking about that, and, and we're really honest when we say that we love playing in the States. Mm-hmm. Because the people here are very open-minded and they give you feedback. And also it feels great to play for people who pay attention to the lyrics. Because we really, lyrics are important to us. But in some European countries, that's not what people focus on. Yes. Mostly because they don't understand English that well, especially mm -hmm. in Germany and mm -hmm. small towns in Germany that we've been to. So coming here where people comment on what they liked about our, our lyrics after, that's very heartwarming for us because we, uh, we put a lot into that. Uh, that is good. So uh, a little bit back to Norway. When I was visiting Stefanger, I took a cruise on the fjord. I remember that. It was beautiful. And then visited the Preikstolen, oh, wow. um, which uh, folks would recognize it from a photo. It's, it's sort of 25 meters by 25 meters flat as a tabletop, and then it drops 600 meters to the water. So that's 2,000 feet. And people are sitting on the edge with their feet dangling over. It, it's a spectacular sight. <laughs> it's terrifying. We've been talking about that. We don't want to go there. <laughs> so next time I'm in Norway, what should I visit in the, whole, in the whole country? I've got a week. What would I do? Well, our favorite is the north of Norway in the summer when you get to experience the midnight sun. Mm -hmm. That is just unique in the mountains and the fjords up there it's completely breathtaking it's yeah. where we go when we can absolutely yeah there's there's just a lot of wilderness i i, I mean i can tell that now oslo a city of maybe it looked like 600 700,000 people that's a that's a big place where where are the few places i should go there 
Yeah, uh, we could ask you the same question because <laughs> we get uh, visitors soon, and we've been talking about where to uh, to bring them. Because uh, when you live in a city, you don't really see it that way as a tourist. And uh, when people come to us and say that they really enjoy Oslo, we're like, yes, but where did you go? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what did what did you do? One one place I would have to visit would be the Munch. M oh, museum yeah. uh, Edvard mm -hmm. Munch the expressionist mm. uh, who's famous for the painting The Scream I've seen several of shows touring but I'm sure that's oh, that's that's, that's ground zero for that yes that's and, and a version of The Scream was stolen out of the museum in 2004 I remember yeah. Yeah, and then they did. They did find it several years later so. yeah very dramatic yeah 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 it's so uh, you're uh, heading to South by Southwest right after this It's just a mega festival in Austin. You've been there before. Uh, how was your experience before? Well, it was good. We did, uh, well, as you say, there are so many bands playing there. So it's uh, hard to uh, get seen at all. But we did meet some really good people there. We played a lot of shows. We played maybe 10 shows oh, in wow. a week. So this time we're toning it down and doing five shows. And we've gotten really good spots. And also, we were picked out on this NPR 100 to watch at oh, the festival. So that maybe brings us a little bit of attention. It's uh, a festival that's not pointed into our type of uh, music. So for us, it's a bit eas more easy to go to Americana Fest or Folk Alliance or something like that. But this is also a good opportunity to, to, to get it to a bigger crowd. I guess. And definitely a different crowd. Different so crowd, yeah. We're running short of time here, and we want to get a song or two in. So uh, how about uh, let's tune up again, and uh, we'll do a song. Absolutely. We'd love that. All right. Here's a song called Rolling On from our latest album, While I Was Asleep. And
We've been listening to Darling West, Torin Mari. Thanks for coming by, and uh, thanks for visiting Westcliff. Thank you for having us. My name's Gary, and we'll see you next time on Valley Views. You've been listening to Valley Views on KLZR 91.7 FM. Valley Views airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 7 a.m. and 4 p.m., and again on Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Send your ideas and comments to comments at klzr.org. Valley Views is produced by the volunteers of KLZR 91.7 FM. I'm walking on a rainbow with my feet on solid ground. 